Welcome to episode 36 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Her Story. You can follow the show on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club. You can follow us on Twitter at Left Behind Club. And on Discord. That link is available on our website at leftbehindgame.club. Now, before the show broke down into a full-on courtroom drama, Mike admitted something that he quickly had to go back and restate for the record. So as I loaded it up, I sat there and I wrote murder question mark. Can I help question mark? (laughs) Which I think reads the wrong way. I think it reads, can I help with murder? But what it should read is someone was murdered. How can I help you? Mm -hmm. Uh, How can I help you solve, solve this murder? I feel Uh, like you'd be the guy that helps hide the body. (laughs) Like you wouldn't be the guy to do the dirty work, but you would hide the body for sure. Jacob, this is on the record. And I think I have to say I would categorically not. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The two friends you know, the two friends you love. Well, I like them at least. The first one, Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about a cool game with my cool friends. Cool games and cool friends. What could be better? Maybe a cool drink on a hot day? I'm going to ask Mo Murtadi about that. Mo, do you like cool drinks on a cool day? I do love cold drinks on a cool day, and I also love good games. Let's get talking. Her Story is the cool game we're going to be talking about today. It came out in 2015. It's available on a ton of platforms, PC, Mac, uh, Android, and OS X, OS X. That's what you say. What is this video game about, gentlemen? It Uh, is... uh, Mo, you take a crack at it. It is a game where you are a detective. Not like Batman, but more like Jim Gordon. Kind of looking at a murder (laughs) or looking at a situation where you're watching videos of a young lady who's telling you the events of what happened in a little situation that you'll kind of get deeper and deeper into as the game progresses. Mechanics-wise, you're kind of like clicking on different video clips, watching them, figuring out what's what's happening next, and using the keywords or the things that the girl is saying to find more and more info, piecing things together, and kind of seeing what the heck is going on. That, does that do it justice? That does. That's a great summary. The, the, what, a couple of things that I would add: it's entirely full motion video or recorded video, and it all takes place within an interface of a computer, like uh, a '90s OS, a very '90s computers. computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Mo said, you search through all these videos and watch it and try and piece together what the story is. Mm-hmm. And specifically, her story. Oh, I see what yeah, you did there, Mo. The the biggest thing is like it's completely different from any interface, any type of game I, I've ever played. I don't know about you guys. You guys, does it ring any similarities to anything whatsoever? So I was describing this game to my girlfriend, and she was a huge fan of. She's not a, a game player at all, but she loves the Nancy Drew games um, back on the PC. And what I told her when I was explaining it is I'm like, and the reason we played this game, I, I chose this game, is because to me, it's an adventure game in the style of a lot of those old PC, you know, point and click adventure games. But it's got this cool wrapper around it of instead of like clicking around an environment, you're going to search this old computer OS through these records and deduce exactly what's going on uh, with the main character and the other characters that are involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of a game that's similar, I know that I've played games with a similar database mechanic where you're piecing things together from from you know tags and keyword searches, um, but none that come to mind. No specific game that, that strikes a chord. Mo? Yeah, do, do you, what was? The, it's not coming to me right away. A game that we played, the Russian like figuring out people that pass through the border. What was that game papers, called? Papers, please. Yeah, papers, please. That's. There's no video in that game, but in terms of like connecting dots, making sure what's going on, that's the only thing that I th- I'm thinking about now that may be kind of similar. So if you've played Papers, Please, kind of, but not really whatsoever. It's That's the one thing that kind of comes quickly to mind in terms of what it's like. I'm a fan of the uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney games for the, the DS and the 3DS. Mm-hmm. And although it is it is different because in that in those games you have to look through a crime scene like it's split a few different ways so it's like hey look through these crime scenes but then also you're going to be in a court where you're defending your client defending yourself trying to prosecute others like there's a there's a smidge of that that to me is the closest thing that I could think of to this game it is it is like really unique I don't think I've played a game like this one before. Mm-hmm. Did you guys play it on Steam or I know I played it on Steam. Got it, I think on sale or to be honest, I think this might have been a humble bundle pickup from like months ago. And Jacob, you're the one that suggested it. And luckily enough, I think I had it. How did you guys play? I have owned this game for a very long time. I either got it as part of a humble bundle, like you mentioned, Mo, or I purchased it when it was deeply discounted on sale. And I've, you know, I'd heard a lot of good things about it. I had heard. Uh, I believe in game of the year discussions. Um, And and so it was a no brainer for me to pick up. I had just never gotten around to playing it until about two hours ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the exact same boat. So I think I got it in a humble bundle and I've had it for years and I've always wanted to play it. Well, not years, like maybe two or three years, almost like probably a year after it came out. Uh, Because it was given tons of different Game of the Year awards from a narrative perspective because it was so uh, unique. Sam Sam Barlow and the team that put the game together, um, the very small team that put the game together. Mm -hmm. By small team, I think it's mostly him and then the actor that would be involved in this. Um, But yeah, unique as heck for sure. Mo? Yeah, um, it completely missed me in terms of like the marketing or like the knowing about anything about it. If you guys didn't mention it at all, when we started the podcast, it would have just sat there in my steam library and I probably would never have installed it. Just like the hundreds of other games that are on there that now, did you guys actually want to like play the game or was it going to be one of those games that are kind of buried in your steam library? So it's definitely a game that I wanted to play. Uh, but in terms of when I look at my steam library with hundreds of games, it, it was not one of the top 10 that, stuck out to me as one that i wanted to play but going back to your point mo about you know how the marketing of this game probably missed you i I think there are a couple of reasons one is clearly a small game with a limited budget and i can't imagine they had a tv campaign wrapped around this one (laughs) for sure and then the second is i know from a digital marketing perspective your consumer profile has guns written all over it and because there are no guns in this game spoilers (laughs) Uh, I doubt that uh, I doubt that any of the ads would have been targeted towards you. Yeah, and, and not I don't know, not even just that, but yeah, you definitely have a point. Like I, I t- definitely t- go towards those uh, high action games, the RPGs, but in the big brands. But I think it was just small enough where maybe it missed the general gamer, I guess. But like you guys said, apparently it's won several awards um, for what it was and how how it was developed. 
Mm-hmm. And see, I love like short experiences. And I think I've said this on the podcast before. Like, if you give me a game that's like two to four hours, if I can play it in like one or two sittings over a weekend, and I don't have to like stress and play it like 16 hours over a weekend, like that is an experience that I love. Like, I come to it. I take what I want from it, and then I just move on. And this is an experience that, like, although, like, small, contained, like, I'll just start and say, like, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to take a little bit away from it, but, but it doesn't have to be any more than that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's what the game will be for me. And I think I played it and wanted to play it because of the pedigree of San Barlow, so he comes at this having developed a few other games and written a few different games. But the big one that made me want to explore this game is his involvement as a lead writer and designer on uh, Silent Hill Shattered, uh, Shattered Dimension, oh. which is a PlayStation 2 and Wii title, which is a reimagining of the first uh, Silent Hill game. And let me just like skip, skip all the pleasantries. Like That's a damn good video game. Okay. And you don't even like it's a horror game. But it's more psychological horror than like actual, just my like favorite boogeyman. My favorite. Mm-hmm. I love psychological horror. I hate when things jump out at me. Did you play um, Until Dawn? I have not. Okay, it shares a lot with Until Dawn. Not not in the way that it plays, but that same psychological level. It shares a lot with that game. Cool. But let's get back to her story. Who wants to start and talk about this video game? I think before we do that, though, I want to say. If you have not played Her Story and you are at any point interested in this game, do not listen to this podcast first. Play the game, then come back to it because we're going to spoil 80% of the enjoyment it's in this game. It's impossible to talk about this game without spoiling it. Mm-hmm. The game, like Talking about the game is spoiling it. Yeah, 100%. So if you want to play it, hit pause, play the game. Two hours later, come back to this. Great advice. Thank you. Mike? Um, I, yeah, I think Mike would be the best one to kind of explain from the beginning what you do and what's how, how does this game kind of start why don't we start so, with the first note in your notebook which is <laughs> murder question mark i can see it right here in front of me the very first note so i had a notebook open as i played because one of our great discord uh, members mentioned that you know when you play this game you should definitely keep a notebook you should definitely keep notes of what's happening so as i loaded it up i sat there and i, I wrote okay watch the first video because it prompts you with i think four right off the get-go and murder is the very first word that's typed into your key box search and i watched the first video the one on the very left and my note reads murder question mark can i help question mark (laughs) which i think reads the wrong way i think it reads can i help with murder but what it should read is someone was murdered how can i help you uh how can i help you solve solve this murder I feel um, like you'd be the guy that helps hide the body. <laughs> like, you wouldn't be the guy to do the dirty work, but you would hide the body for sure. Jacob, this is on the record, and I think <laughs> I have to say, I would categorically not. And if this was a lie detector, would you say I'd you've say murdered someone before or not? The only thing that I would get wrong is my name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Put a pin in that and get back yes, to your which, point. Which is something we'll get to. Um, so, so the concept, uh, or the, the plot, I guess, of this is a series of interviews with, uh, I guess, the main protagonist, the maybe anti-hero, um, that you come to find out she's she's being interviewed by the police. Uh, and in these series of interviews, you learn more and more about what happened. And essentially, you start out by learning, one, that this woman's husband, uh, Simon Smith, was murdered, and he's disappeared. 
Where'd Simon Smith go? Uh, you know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name is Hannah. Well, wait, exactly. wait, 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 wait. Is her name Hannah or is her name Eve? It's a great Whoa. question. It's a great question. And that's kind of like the pivotal part is you're interviewing this person and not to kind of jump a little too far ahead, but as you kind of go through and learn about them, there's different names that get popped up. She keeps referring to herself as two separate people or it kind of it kind of pushes you towards maybe thinking maybe there is two separate people. Where did you guys kind of land on that? So there there was a, a point, I guess I would say halfway through, where she starts talking about we. And I think it's when you get to uh, start unlocking the unlocking as in you, there's nothing that's gated from you from the get go. But just the natural way that I imagine someone would progress through their searches, uh, keywords, names, things like that that were brought up in the in the early videos. Um I think I got to the last section and she starts mentioning we, we did this, we did that. And I sat back and I thought, okay, maybe she has multiple personalities. Maybe there are more people inside that head than one might expect. And maybe that's why all of these things have happened and why she could pass the lie detector test and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you come to find out we actually represents... Uh, this woman or these two women Hannah and Eve uh, which it's funny enough I think there's a little uh, little joy here in knowing that they're both palindromes Uh, and Hannah and Eve were separated at birth they were twins and Florence the midwife who helped with the birth of Hannah said that the twin the other twin was dead at birth and she swept her away but in fact baby who was said to be dead who was swept across the street and raised by the midwife florence uh she was eve and at some point the two girls meet up understand that they're twins and start living a i guess half a life each where uh they would switch out and you come to find out that they just switched out for everything they they lived half a life both with romantic partners with their experience with their parents in school every aspect uh and i guess one of the things that that does is it opens up the question as to who did murder simon because simon's clearly gone and killed um the the thing that kind of got me is I think all of us at the same time had a little bit of prejudice when we first started the game thinking, oh, she's genuine. She's talking about the story. Very believable acting. Like, something's wrong. She's trying to figure it out. Whenever, like, the video would start where kind of maybe you think the interviewer asked a direct question, like, did you do this? She always hits it with shock. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what do you mean? And there's always justification back and forth. And it's not till really the end when you start kind of thinking about previous clips that you've heard and you go... Are we? Is she telling the right like story? Is is what she's saying actually happening? And the reason why I say that is because Mike, you mentioned that there was a baby uh, at childbirth that died uh, at childbirth, but Hannah or Eve is the one telling you this. Is that even was that made up? Is it a true story? It's all coming from one source. There's you An never hear a reliable narrator. Yeah, you never hear another person narrating any part of the story. You just hear answers to questions and she's adding this stuff to you and you kind of believe it at first until, like you said, maybe halfway, but I'd say almost near the end-ish, you're kind of like still not sure what's going on. Now, can I play the devil's advocate here? Please. I'm seeing the horns spurt. Sorry? I'm seeing the the horns spurt up. 
here they come. Here are my horns. <laughs> um, can we completely disprove that Hannah and Eve are two separate people? The one point where I looked at Eve, um, and we've kind of mentioned this before, two people. Eve had a tattoo on her left, left arm. arm. And it was of an apple with a snake wrapped around it. A very biblical reference tied to Adam and Eve. Do you know how upset I was that I that I didn't piece together that her name was Eve and there was a tattoo with an apple and a snake? You didn't? I didn't piece that together until she says, oh, and my name's Eve. I'm like, of course it's Eve. <laughs> of course it's Eve. There's the tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's a statement of your individuality. Of course your name's Eve. And it's a palindrome. Come on. Now I'm I'm talking straight logistics here. Yes. So straight logistics. We only see that tattoo once, correctly, or twice in two different outfits. When she, when she plays when she plays a guitar, I believe we we see her in a blouse where we see kind of that arm, and on the arm at that point there was not a tattoo. But mm-hmm. then you go later and she's wearing a blouse that you can see the arm and there's a tattoo, which to me, and maybe it was just because of the way it was filmed or shot or whatever, it looked like a fresh tattoo. Mm. So, like, I want to play devil's advocate in here and say, like, could she have multiple personalities and not be two separate people? I am 85% sure she's two separate people, but there's another part of me that's like, what if she has multiple personalities? Mo's shaking his head real bad. I'm I'm on team one person and multiple personalities. Whoa. Like one hundred percent, and like this is I, I don't I don't want to sound like I'm being very ignorant with like uh, mental health and mental disorders. I'm I don't know I can't diagnose anything, but just from like face value, being the person playing this game and watching this game, it was definitely one person. The person in the video is the one who committed the crime, and I, I think in Canada you have to have the actus reus and the mens reus in terms of. <laughs> Putting someone in jail. The actus reus, someone was murdered, and the person in the video is the one that did it. The mens reus is something we maybe can't determine because she kind of seems like she's not all there. Do you want to translate um, the Latin for us, Mo? Um, the act, I believe the actus reus is the act of committing the crime. The, the mens reus is the mental. Yeah. The, and intention. the mental. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. So that's the, from my point of view, like, who was it? Was it Eve? Was it Hannah? It was both. Put them all in jail. Guess what? You only need one cell because it's one person. <laughs> So, here's the reason why I think, I, I so I can't, I, I don't think I can, uh, I was not building the case here as I was playing the game for why this had to be, had to be one or two people. Um, but one of the things that didn't quite make sense to me was, uh, from the perspective of it being one person, is why she would suddenly throw the other identity under the bus if it was one person because Moe's losing his mind right now. You're just going to have to hold on for a second. (laughs) I imagine, I imagine that there's some awareness that there are multiple identities within this one person. Uh, And I imagine that they would understand if one of those identities is locked up, both personalities are locked up. Hmm. It just maybe that's looking at it too rationally, and again, like I'm, I'm also in Mo's camp of I, I do not have the the language to talk about you know uh, mental health in this respect uh, perfectly, but I think I think that that comes across and, and seems very logical. Mm-hmm. 
Mo? Okay, okay. Please do not laugh and stop me. Let me take you along what came to my mind. <laughs> take me to crazy town, Mo. I, I think it completely is relatable. So, Mikey, it is literally Smeagol and Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the Lord of the Rings, the little gremlin creature, Smeagol and Gollum, there's a specific scene when uh, the, they're... They're con- they're confronting at Smeagol and they're saying why did like why did you do this and he's like I, I wouldn't do that Smeagol wouldn't hurt to fly all nice and calm and like helpful would not hurt to fly <laughs> Jacob Is exactly any circus in and, the room with us Come and on. do you know why it's to push the blame on the other person so what they're she's kind of pitching is hey it was my imaginary friend but my imaginary friend in jail let me carry on my life and to be honest from her point of view she may be completely genuine and that's exactly what happened in her mind and can't understand why everyone's arguing about this and like is upset with her but in the world that we commonly accept she murdered a person she needs to be either get help or put away or whatever the situation may be i don't think it's a question of who did it was it eve was it hannah this is like more of a line lines of something happened what did happen in the end you kind of see yeah okay there was a murder there wasn't a random other person you the personalities come out and the story gets put together in that way so one of the things that i okay now that i'm thinking about this a little bit more i think i have something that can help definitively say it is not one person and that there are two all right Uh, and what i would point to is in one of the earlier interviews she says oh i was in glasgow not only is there a record of my accident but there's also a record of me at the hospital and i imagine because we know the murder happened when there is a record of her being in glasgow she was using that as her alibi. And I think that's pretty definitive proof. Mm-hmm. I imagine these cops would have clearly checked up on that. And if that alibi didn't hold mm-hmm. arrest. Um, and I think the way I think the thing that we're supposed to take away from that of, oh, well, it couldn't have possibly been me. I was in Glasgow and, I, you know, I got into this accident. I paid for this cab uh, and uh, I was in the hospital and there are records of all of that. And the average person gets away with it because they have an alibi. Mm-hmm. But this person who's a twin, who has an identical twin, can both commit the murder and be somewhere else with an alibi because they are, in fact, two separate people. I, I think the devil is about to rebut that, that point. I actually would like to join the prosecution and say that the devil is in the details. Okay. And this game has, to me, four different points where I join you and say... I fully believe that there are two separate people. Okay. I'll start with the first, which is the coffee and tea point, which you brought up earlier. Oh, that's a very good... So while I was finishing the game in front of Jacob... uh, Which was a very enjoyable way to enjoy her story, is to watch (laughs) Mike without seeing the screen just go... (gasps) 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 Oh, yeah. Jacob was pretty giddy with my reactions. Uh, One of the things that I got very annoyed with is how often... uh, the, the way that Hannah slash Eve enjoys her coffee. Uh, and I was like, why is this brought up so much? Why are there so many of these? And Jacob brings up a very good point, which is that uh, on multiple occasions, she says she likes her coffee slash tea in different ways. And that's how she prefers it. And it would be a very strange thing to draw specific attention to and make videos about if it wasn't a clue that we're supposed to to key into. Is that was that where you're going, Jacob? That's you read my mind. Almost like we're two parts of the same prosecution. <laughs> I'm happy to co-prosecute with you. The second point is her singing ability. So Eve 
uh, who is the, um, would you say the darker of the two personalities or people? Yes. It's the, it's the, the dark Simpson who had to live in the attic. So she, uh, to make rent, uh, because she said that she had no identity. So that's one of the things where she said, I live as a shadow, um, you know, as a reflection floating through this existence. And how she makes money is she said that I started picking up gigs at a bar singing. So she would wear a wig and she would just perform. And what she did one of the times in one of the tapes, if you read it, and there's an achievement tied to it, is if you watch her um, sing about drowning her her sister. Wait, there's video of her singing? There is video where she has a guitar. Okay. That explains so much because I don't know if... I think you probably clued in because at one point I just threw my hands out of I'm like, where the hell does guitar come from? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is there a guitar here? Yep. So she sings at one point. Uh, I think I was basically... The way I was brute force in the game to start is I was like, I'm going to go through all the ways that you can murder someone. <laughs> and that's how, <laughs> that's how I'm going to try to get to the end of this game. So I think I started with like defenestration. I started with like... Yeah, I went to the big words first. Whoa. Defenestration. I went to stabbing. What does that mean? Defenestration? Yes. It's to push someone out a window in defense. <laughs> Defenestration, <laughs> like fenestra, like window? Yes. Wow. Exactly. It's a word. I think I got it from Word of the Day I believe calendar. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went to like poison, which like gave you a great thread about like how the father like death caps and was like interested in mushrooms and how that's how their parents died, I believe, is is because they ate the wrong mushrooms. Um, but I ended up on drowning and then because I was searching on drowning like direct terms. In that song, she talks about drowning his sister, hypothetically. Oh, and yes. I listened to the whole song, and I, I was like, okay, I think this is something that only Eve could do. Yeah, so I, this, that's kind of something we should even touch up on. Cause, so, Jacob, you kind of like were surging all ways to kill someone and t- trying to navigate this. <laughs> the, the way I played it, because it gives you the opportunity to kind of put notes that will be referenced if you do click on the search bar. So when we first start up the game, it has murder in the search bar. So obviously, you click enter, you get some videos that have that. I watched every video until like the end of whatever that keyword generated. So if it generated four videos, I'd watch all of them. And then the last video, I'd wait for that unique situation or phrase. Like uh, Glasgow is a big one. There was like, a, um, uh, uh, I think I searched Cavalier because she mentioned something about like a, they both had a Cavalier. Not everything got me an actual search result, but I always followed that method to kind of follow along the story. What was the new thing they brought up? They started talking about parents, especially names. Names. If ever they, names if they were ever everything. mentioned. Yeah, if they mentioned a new name, that's the next search bar I'd hit, and I'd get another series of like five or six. I had a mental um, cord board with names strewn all around it, with red yarn tying them together, uh, and that's how I piece things together. Every time there's a new name, I wrote it down, and I did a search for it, and I watched videos related to it, and it's like, oh, I found out Diane has two children, and Diane's married to Eric, and Eric is like an uncle to Simon, mm-hmm. and it's his boss, and he bought him a and he. It gave him a watch, which was the one-year anniversary watch from Diane, because Diane has great taste. And I just started building these web of connections and ties and details about these people to flesh them out into something that created a, a more cohesive whole and a story that, that you were able to follow a narrative that fit. The, the cool part too is like they, there's also a bunch of like there's a lot of paths when you start searching for one word you'll get a connection of a series of like videos that connect to one thing but there's some that kind of sent you really I don't know like uh, the, the one of the biggest things that I caught was the Diane one Diane eventually led me to Diana 
Princess Diana, and then to Princess, and then they started they start talking about fairy tales and Rapunzel. I started to search. I searched Rapunzel this one time, um, and then you think about Rapunzel locked away. That's I think how I got to the attic thing too, because in one of the videos they mentioned locked in an attic. Uh, and how she was raised locked in an attic. So that's a really cool thing about the the game is like one, once again there's not really the only mechanic is a search bar and click click play on a video, but it takes you along a really unique path and I don't think either of us played it one linear way, but we got there we got to the end destination at approximately the same time but in a different way piecing together a unique story. I think that's the gold part of this game. Yeah, and and to to go off what you were saying um, what I really appreciated is that you would see a thread uh, just like you would on a, on a garment in real life and then you'd start to pull out that thread and you'd say, okay, so the Rapunzel thread, for example, that was one of my favorite threads to pull on because I'm like, there's a lot of symbolism going on between Rapunzel and being stuck in like an attic, in an oh. attic way up high and then there's the story about how yeah. at one point she cuts her hair and uh, Han- I forget if it was Hannah or Eve, I think it was Eve, she tied it back to I did do everything that my sister did. Mm-hmm. So if my sister got a haircut, I'd use whatever I could to be able to cut my hair, even a butter knife. If she got punched in the face, she hit a door, I'd have There's to There's a great myself. story about being punched in the face. Why don't you tell the, the punch in the face well, story? Well, one of the two sisters was a little bit more promiscuous and had slept with uh, a girl's boyfriend. And that girl came up to the other sister the next day, clocked her across the face and left a black eye. And so the way that she dealt with it because they had to match if they wanted to live their parallel half lives uh, was to uh, give the other sister a black eye. And she says she she leaned into it and enjoyed it a little bit too much. Um, Didn't she say she couldn't see out of her eye for days after that? Exactly. She couldn't see out of that eye for days, which I think was a great detail and helped for me, at least, the believability that Mm -hmm. it was two people. Yeah. Mo? Humor me for one second. (laughs) So the sister quotation slept with the guy but the one that didn't sleep with the guy got punched in the face it was the same person the person whose boyfriend got slept with punched the person that slept with her boyfriend that that, that can be a situation the most likely right, situation are you yeah, trying to use thing, occam's razor here look another one the same thing with this with the drowning so she says that she wanted to drown her sister. I'm sure she thought about it. I'm sure she tried. She probably went underwater and struggled with herself. That's also another situation. C- come on, guys. There's flags everywhere. We, we can't just be like, oh, there's definitely another person. Now, I can't definitively say there's not another person because <laughs> at the same time, we're listening to one point of view. But just like, yeah, should I do the spaghetti monster, the flying spaghetti monster? <laughs> I can't disprove that either. Like, it's we're at the same place. But which is more likely? That's I, the kind of the, the end of the day. What we have I to get do. it. You're you're using an Occam's razor. You're trying to to cut down on the assumptions and, and get down to the most simple answer. Uh, Jacob, I feel like you were what halfway through your prosecu- prosecution as to why it was two people and not and not one. Mm-hmm. So I think I went with coffee tea. Um, the the singing ability, the lie detector test, yes. I believe was my was my third point that I needed to bring up. Yep. And to me, that was one of the coolest things that I stumbled upon um, because I saw the lie detector and I want to know if you guys found it and if you did, how did you see the... Because basically the way the game works is it will transcribe everything that's said. So if you search on something like... Hey, coffee. Anytime coffee comes up, you'll get a video where she ordered coffee. 
But in the case of a lie detector test, a lot of the answers to the questions are a certain way. So I want to know how you've discovered lie detectors if you did and how you found the answers to that. So I did not find all of the individual questions in the lie detector. I found the end of the lie detector test because I thought, hey, you know what would be a good thing to search for? The word lie. And I searched for lie and I found the lie detector video where she essentially says, I got everything right except my name. Wow, this test must be true. Cool. And I thought, okay, what? that's super weird. Why would she get her name wrong? Why would her name not work? Uh, and that, for me, you know, raised some red flags, especially early on. Um, but I did not find all the individual questions. How did you find them? Uh, so the way that I brute forced uh, the lie detector test is by searching the words yes and no. <laughs> because that is how someone would answer. They'd answer yep or yes or no. In this case, it was a lot of um, no. There was no. I thought there'd be like an affirmative, but it was she was not lying. So yes and no. Um, but that's how I found it. And, and that's and, and you learn. You don't learn that much from it. But I think the, what you just said is the big reveal of like, oh, the only thing that I missed is my name. Isn't that funny? Polygraphs no. are dumb. Response. And that, yeah, and at the same time. Like this is I can't believe I'm even gonna say this because it feels so dumb. But uh, <laughs> lie detectors are not 100% right, and if someone is not all there, they can definitely lie and it come up be true. They can be true and definitely come up to be lie. This is called insanity. You believe exactly what you're saying, and it detect if it connects to your body, checks your heart rate. You can literally I can look at you straight in the face, and if I genuinely believed it and I was not on my state of mind, I could say my name is Jacob McCourt. I am right here in uh, southern Louisiana, and if I genuinely believe it, it'll come up as true. It's not like an, it's not a truth detector; it's a detection of whether or not you're nervous or like setting off yeah. any normal twitches that maybe you are lying. So th- the same thing happens. It could be that she just is two separate people in her head, and while taking the test, she was a different person. It's it's not that hard to kind of put together. I feel like I'm yelling. <laughs> <laughs> you're a true lawyer. I, I hear right. where you're coming from, Mo. Please, um, please, Your Honor. <laughs> I, I hear where you're coming from. Uh, lie detector doesn't actually detect lies. It just detects stress, which people normal normally have a stressful response to lying. But if there were two, uh, two identities within this person, one might be stressed about it and the other wouldn't. I, I can yeah. buy that. Yes. Jacob, that's that's three of four arguments you had. What's what's the fourth? The fourth that I that I can bring up very succinctly is a bruise on Hannah's face. Yes. So you were affirmative with me here. What happened there? So I don't know if I have the full story, but I know that the actress very frequently looks to the right, so you can see the bruise on her left eye slash cheek. Mm-hmm. Um. What does happen there? Mo, do you know? Um, the, uh, I, I don't want to sound extremely ignorant. I'll put in that caveat again. I do not understand mental health like a professional probably will. But there is something called self-harm. And maybe <laughs> Hannah and Eve were arguing with each other in their own head. And so one got upset with the other and punched themselves. Like a Smeagol and Gollum situation is what you're Literally, saying? Literally. Like, this is, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I okay. know that's a movie and everything. And, we're not, and the thing is, this game... The, and the crazy, fantasy characters. Yeah, okay. Let me... Let me I, in I a wanna, world that doesn't exist, but that, I tell you, is more likely to be true. Let's, you know what? This is actually a great time to kind of bring this up. How cool was this game bringing <laughs> up like this situation... 
No, no, no. Genuinely, this the the whole concept of us questioning whether or not there's one or two people, Absolutely. or where this story is going. The the intensity we're having right now about who is it, what happened. That's all really a listener or someone that's willing to play the game needs to hear because th- th- they'll sell them to play the actual game. Or maybe if they play the other game, they'll probably have the same passionate responses as all of us. It's pretty I, cool. I'm mentally flipping through some of the videos that I watched. And Jacob, tell me if this is what your explanation is for that bruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there being some video clip where they discuss how they got into a fight specifically about, I think, the baby. and Because <gasps> uh, there was a baby. Because, because there was <laughs> a baby. Uh, one goes off the handle, uh, I think ends up hitting her mm-hmm. and he storms out. Um, is that, is that your take on it? I think the detail that I want to bring up is actually related to, um, uh, between videos. So I think there's, uh, there's date stamps on all the videos that say, I think they start and you have it written down here. I think June 27th is what you have written for the I first think the date. the earliest is June 25th. June 25th. But essentially it goes about a month's time, right? And I and think s- the last one is July July 3rd. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like three weeks is kind of... No, less time. It's about two weeks. It's, yeah, week and a half. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, a bruise like takes longer than that much to, to go away. Mm-hmm. But the big point for me was one day Hannah had the bruise, I believe mm-hmm. when she had the orange outfit on. And then you go forward a few days and I believe Eve... Uh, they make a comment about, like, where's your bruise? And she touches the other side of her face. Oh, uh, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Elementary, good point. my dear Watson. Mo, would you, do you have a response? Is that supposed to be used as an argument for two separate people? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, that's exi- precisely. A crazy person has no idea where they got hit. You, but I don't think crazy people, as you call them, have the ability to magically heal a black eye. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Foundation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, I, All I, right, I rest my case, Your Honor. Put her in jail. Put her in jail. <laughs> was was looking like, well, I, I don't think you address the core and I think most compelling argument as to why it's two people and not one, which is the alibi. The argument number one that we make at the very beginning, the alibi that Hannah slash Eve has being in Glasgow with the baby. Uh, with a witness and being in an accident mm-hmm. at the hospital. And she, she calls him a bluff or she calls it out and say like, call me on my bluff. Yes. Go talk to the hospital. I'm sure there'll be a record there. You know, the the uh, accident was very minor, but I was pregnant. So I went to the hospital. So there'll surely be a record exactly. there. Exactly. Also a little convenient. A little isn't convenient. It? Isn't it? Just a little. Mo, I, response? Uh, I have, yeah, I have a, this is kind of where um. I may need you guys' help. So, um, I don't think that's I, how court works, but we'll try. Oh, no, no, no. this is, I, cause this is, so when I played this game, when I got to, I think I put like an hour and something into it, there's a section. Okay. So first of all, in the mechanics, you're able to save videos that you can watch in sequence below the actual search bar. You guys, you guys know of that concept. Yes. There's a, there's this section where you can, a settings button where you can click to delete like your videos so you can like put new ones in. Have this, has have either of you touched that button before? Yeah, I, t- I totally did, and I I want to see. And what did it do, Jacob? It deletes your whole game file. Bye exactly. Bye game save. Listen, okay, so that's exactly what happened. And it's right in the regular gameplay of the game, and that's when you guys probably saw my comment. That was just me built up and saying, "What the heck just happened?" It killed. And the, the thing about the game is, once you watch a video, it, like a check mark kind of switches off and says you've already watched this. So whenever you do a new search. You're able to watch new videos because you'll see the little check bar on them. Oh, you haven't watched this yet. So that resets everything. At that point, 
my thought process of this game was I hate it. Worst game ever. Why would they do something <laughs> like that? Story sucks. I don't understand what's going on. So I hit up a, vid- a YouTube video to kind of figure out what was going on up to then because I was completely confused. It pieced together a few parts. I went back, started searching some videos like to kind of figure out the story I kind of left off on. And it was at that point where I kind of got left off. Now, sorry to ramble. Um, but the whole Glasgow being over there, was there ever verification besides Hannah or Eve saying, I was in Glasgow, go check it? Did anyone ever say, hey, yeah, you were there. Hey, you know what? You're right. You're dismissed. No, they find evidence to put her in prison because they probably did check everything. Or even if they didn't, there's there's no way of saying, yeah, she was in Glasgow just because she said it. Wow. whoop de doo So I didn't find... Uh, any verification or any evidence that supported that she was in Glasgow. Can I throw one more thing with that, with you saying that? Yes. So at this point of the stage of the police officers interviewing, watching the videos, recording all of this, they've probably got a good sense of what's happening in front of them. There's no other person. There's no Glasgow. They don't need to verify anything. We have this person right in front of us that's obviously not in the right state of mind that needs help. And we're, we can wrap this up soon. And she starts getting frustrated and walks out and says, I'm out of here. I want to see my lawyer. That's kind of what happened. I don't see that whole Glasgow thing as an argument for saying, yeah, she was there because she said that. That's my counter. I'm trying to keep it as genuine as possible. Yeah. So... Um I want to I want to address two points. So the first point what you said about deleting your game data. So that yeah. that is the one thing in the game that I really wish would have been more um, more clear because about an hour after playing much like you I'd filled up my save game like my saved videos and I'm like oh dang some of these I don't really need I don't care about so I actually just want to clear this tray of videos. So yeah. what I what I did is I went into the settings and there's there's two settings or three settings. It's like, do you want to do like an anti glare because the default look of the which game, which is fantastic, which is the best way to play it. Oh, I didn't even do that. Yeah. And then the other option is delete your save data. I think I, I don't know exactly. No, what it, it was it was worded as if like you're deleting your reel, like you're just yeah. your reel underneath or whatever. But it ends up deleting your entire save data and guys, starts guys, you from guys. fresh. What is what is really the problem with having deleted it all? That you load up videos again and you're not sure that you've seen them. It's or not. just the fact that yeah, you're gonna have to click on because you can't figure out. Oh, I've seen this video just by the thumbnail. There's, I think, hundreds of videos that There's you have to. Two hundred and seventy-one videos yeah. total. That's yeah, it. so you can like search where you kind of left off, but at the same time, you're gonna click on four or five videos that you've already seen. It just it, was, it got frustrating. I maybe spent another, I don't know, maybe. 15 20 minutes and i just said you know what let me just consume as much outside content see as much point of views as possible because i got a sense of what was going on i just needed to know the ending at this point yeah and i got i got to that and without get going here right away but in this game there is not a a quote-unquote true ending there is there is a credit sequence that is achieved via a certain path in the game that we can talk about later but to me, the experience that you get out of this game is, is, is personal. It's like reading a book. It's like you, you get what you want out of this thing, and then you walk away, and you either move on or you talk about it with your friends in a podcast form, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so to me, I was like, I would have liked to, given I played this game for 106 minutes, which I think would have gotten me close to the part where I could get to the end of the game, I, just the completionist in me wanted to just like see the see all of the game instead of just being like okay I think I'm good I don't need to get to the end like I just wanted to see the end mm-hmm. Mo 
Yeah, this is the odd situation where I'm like I'm almost 100% agreeing with you, Jacob. The whole end of the game is completely personal. I feel like I played the entire game with quotes. I know exactly what happened. I know my point of view of the story. And we kind of had this whole little discussion of like, is it her? Is it Eve? Is it Hannah? Is it one person? Is it two people? My ending is the way I kind of understood it and how I put those like little pieces together. Jacob's, yours might not be exactly like that, but that's still an ending. And Mike, same thing for you. You finished the game. That your ending is your ending. There's no specific thing saying, "Hey, she, he, the guy was murdered. Um, it was just Hannah, or it was just Eve, or it was two people. One of them ran away." There's no definitive answer, and that's the whole point. You make your ending. You make your story, and then it becomes her story too. Oh, oh. way to tie it up. That was that was almost like your 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 final. What do, what do they call that in court? Your your not cross closing arguments. Closing arguments. Thank you. I think he, I think he still dropped without going too far back into our debate past Mo. I think he yeah. dropped the argument uh, about why whether there you know case number one was there you know is there any reason to believe they weren't in Glasgow that there isn't a record because I think the very simple response to that Mo is that clearly if that was the case they would have called and arrested her if that wasn't true. You're almost going back now. No, you're. I I'm saying if if they you're called, helping him out. No, I'm not. If if they called up Glasgow and said, "Oh, there's actually no record of you being admitted to this hospital," then they would have arrested her immediately. They wouldn't have had to go through more. They would have been able to, you know, piece together the rest. But very clearly, they continue to ask her questions, and at one point, she just decides to talk about Eve which is clearly a mistake, but it seems like talking about Eve was a clear way to get this off her back and throw the sister that she once tried to kill under the bus. Okay, I I don't want to seem like I'm... You know, I am deviating, but it's, I think it's going to be a little fun too. Um, I'll Yeah, bring that up in a bit, Mike. What if what we're watching is the video sequence and, and like, a, let's say, for example, I'm going to be... I'm going to create a completely random situation. I didn't get this from anywhere. What if it's ac- you're actually a uh, therapist who's been assigned her case after she's been in prison and you're mo, watching mo, mo, the, mo, mo. the recordings? Occam's razor. Occam's razor. Simplest answer. Least what? assumptions. Let's not create a narrative here that we don't have to. I, well, we're you, told. We're told. Did you read the readme documents on yeah. the desktop? The read me and the super read me. Yes, and the really read me, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's two documents. One had read me, the other one had super read me for those who haven't played the game. The, uh, I don't think we have any reason to believe that you're suddenly a therapist who's tasked with understanding this patient through seeing their previous interrogations. Yeah. I think well, the simplest answer is to take it on face value, that you're a member of this police department looking yeah. through a cold case. Or a colder case. Whoa, Occam's razor much. What are we talking about? You're assuming you're a cold case, but not a cold case. (laughs) One of the things that I think needs to be brought up is that clearly all of these VHS tapes were recorded in 94 uh, and were transferred over onto computers in 99, which means there's clearly a a sizable gap between when when these interrogations happened and when you're suddenly investigating it. And it also brings up the question as to why is it being studied now? after the year 2000 uh, because it yeah. said in the year 2000 there was the Y2K fiasco and not everything is there. So yeah. clearly there's some time that's been passed since 94. 
it, it doesn't seem like a hot case to me, Mo. I don't, I don't know about you. I don't think I'm making those assumptions. Uh, it, it seems pretty, pretty clear cut. Assumptions are assumptions. There's, there's no. You know clear what they cut say about, about assumptions? No, I don't. They make an ass out of Mo. <laughs> <laughs> and that, Your Honor, I want to hold him in contempt of court, put him in jail. <laughs> no, but gentlemen, so, anyways, gentlemen, back order, to the game. Order. Yeah, no, back, back, back to the game uh, itself. It's like uh, maybe a part of it is also like me living. And I don't want to live. So well, it's a game. It's not a real world. But I don't want to be able to live in a world where someone can murder someone and say, "Hey, it was my imaginary friend," and get away with it, and that be okay. That's kind of like the bottom line of <laughs> what what's going on here. I think you're the only one living in that world, Mo. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys actually think there was a second person after like seeing all the separate yes. pieces? Yes. Is- yep. Yep. I, I lean okay. towards the story. Lean- made more sense when I understood it to be two people instead of one. Oh, okay. I, I, well, think, I, guess. I think what one of the what one of the cool things about this game is if you look in the subreddits and some of the other articles that have been written after the fact is I think that w- and, and not to kind of be the centrist between the two of you, but I think the community is is not definitely saying that there are two people. Like there are still people that have that thread of like are there actually two people or is it actually just, you know, one person? Absolutely. I don't think we can definitively say with the evidence that we've been given that there are two people or that there is one person. Absolutely. I completely 100%. agree that you can definitively say, but 100%. I will say that the arguments seem to, to sway, at least for me personally, much closer to it being two people than one. Hannah and or Eve are guilty as heck. Like let's let's just heck. leave it at that. Like, as all heck. As so so heckful. So heckful. Um, but like I I don't know which argument I fall on the side of because I think when we find out because we find out how the murder happened and it was I think um, if I'm understanding correctly Eve s- fell in love or or saw Simon in a bar and Simon kind of understood what was happening. He's like wait. You yes. look like my wife, but you're not my wife because you're singing and you're wearing a wig and you have a tattoo. You're here. But you're here and what? And then he gets seduced by yes. Eve and it's the only man that they aren't allowed to share. Yes. And so I think Hannah Unlike gets upset. Carl. Unlike Carl's a jerk. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Yep. Um, but Hannah uh, isn't okay with that. And I think that's when Hannah snaps and says like, and sides with Eve and says like, nah, Simon's a dirtbag. We gonna get him. And also the whole thing, oh, he made me a very special, unique present of this mirror mm-hmm. and ends up giving another one to the other sister. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I guess we're not unique. I guess yes. we're not individual. Which just to go back Slippity on that. Slippity slip. I guess my mirror <laughs> cracked and it just happened to also slice open your throat. Yeah. And, and I guess to, to wrap it all up, Hannah like gets this mirror. It it breaks we we don't exactly know how it breaks like is someone it breaks pushed? in a fight right it breaks in a okay there you go see you're filling it in for me it breaks in a fight big piece of glass hannah gets the glass in her hand and she like flails about and she slashes simon's throat and he bleeds everywhere and the way the scene was constructed is that hannah who was dressed as eve are you still following mm-hmm. is sitting in front of the body Simon's neck is slit. She's sitting behind the body. The neck is slit. And Eve comes at the house and says, oh my gosh, what have you done? And they start to 
say how are we going to fix this because mm-hmm. sisterly love sister uh <laughs> what was the expression it's uh the expression is sisters before misters there you go so, <laughs> let's figure this out mo yeah the, so it's it's I think we've hit it earlier on before too. Like that's the really cool part about the game is there's n- there's no definitive either way. You can't definitively say one or the other. I think uh, the one argument, I guess the one big argument for um, that that is two people, like your your guys' situation, is the fact that there is a story that goes along that could make sense if there was two people. Now the argument against it as well, like that's kind of pretty heavy, is the fact that all this information is coming from one person that's having like discrepancies throughout the story and kind of gives the average person the hint that hey maybe something isn't right there but at the same time you're right it doesn't definitively say maybe there weren't two people we can't dismiss the fact that maybe she is telling the truth maybe there is the two people there's no way to see any other thing you'd have to get other evidence and like mike said we can't make assumptions that one thing or the other that's the cool thing it's it's not a direct answer to anything it's kind of like hey figure it out then talk to your friends about it and kind of banter until one of them kind of steps back and says okay i get it it's how does the, one way or the how other. does the game end? Just I think it's a good point to bring this up. H- how does the game end? How does the story end, or how does the game end? Because I think the game has no clear defined ending. Yeah, but the story ends in the very last interview with Eve slash Hannah. I'm not quite sure who is saying it. That says, you know, these are all stories. Everything I've told you is just a story, and I want my lawyer, and you won't be able to prove anything. And essentially yeah. just wipes her hands in front of them and smiles. Mm-hmm. Like a Cheshire cat. I think like a Cheshire cat. Yeah, like that. I think that was a cool. It's a kind of. It's, it's, it's a, the most satisfying, least satisfying ending I've ever seen in a Absolutely, game. Absolutely, Mo. I couldn't agree more. Because, like, it, it leaves you hanging, but you're like, okay. I'm cool being in this whirlwind because at the end of the day, it almost implies like, hey, she's being charged. They have evidence to prove one way, but she's th- she's kind of played it in a way that I've maybe she might have even created this whole situation where there might be two people. Maybe she's creating this whole insanity thing herself and kind of making it seem like, hey, maybe I might be two people. So if you were going to prosecute it, th- the prosecution could go your way, guys, and say, hey, there was two people. My client isn't all up the saying up there. She's going to go free or. Maybe they have proof that proves otherwise. It's it's a little tricky. There's no way to definitively say without what's the term for like putting someone in jail without unreasonable beyond uh, a reasonable doubt. Here. Yeah, beyond a reasonable doubt that there was a second person. I mean, you could provide proof. You could do the search at the hospital. The police could provide more data. We don't have that when we play this game. But at this point, if we're going based off the video recordings, based off of just this text alone, and not doing any background, it's tough to say what way or another. We need more info, and the game pleasantly does not give it to you and says haha bye bye <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think uh two points i want to bring up before we wrap up um the first is that there there technically is an end okay i don't think any of us hit it um because both mo and i deleted our sa- save data <laughs> and uh we didn't get to it and mike i just don't think you played long enough but no. if you play long enough and i think what i mean by long enough is not time it's by accessing uh, a certain amount of records and I don't know if there's gotcha. like a number um, but if you go there's like a there's like a program you can look at to see like all the records oh, you've looked at oh the database search thing the da- database yeah so it says cool. like hey there's one m- record missing there's this is the last one that you looked at and here are all the ones you've looked at right. at a certain point there's a there's a program that opens called chit chat hmm. um, right in the top left corner of your screen 
and it's, I believe, another journalist that's chatting with you or someone that's chatting with you. And there's speculation online about, like, are you related to this character? Like, Ooh. yeah, like it, it goes. That explains away. a lot about the Freedom of Information Act. Because mm-hmm. I, I just Googled it and I thought the Freedom of Information Act was like in the 2000s. It wasn't. It was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So like we don't exactly know when this happened, but there's speculation on who the character is that chats with you. But the, the character goes, do you think that you've um, you've gotten enough out of this? And then all you have to say is say, yep, I think I'm good. You say yes. And then I think you say yes again. And then the credits roll. So again, it's a a very personal and it doesn't add that much more. But it's just being like, hey, are you you good? Are you good? You sure? Okay, here are the credits. Very cool. Mm -hmm. I like that it creates a world, leaves a lot of questions, and doesn't quite wrap them up for you. Mm -hmm. And just as a a final point, um, did either of you watch Evil Genius on Netflix? Um, I don't think so. It's a show about Marjorie Deal, uh, and she is the mastermind behind a bombing slash robbery. Um, it's an interesting series on Netflix. It's four parts, documentary, whatever. But a lot of her story reminded me of Evil Genius in that she is someone who's very intelligent, who you know puts the blame on others, um, who has seduced other men and then killed like a little different but she's seduced other men and killed them so like i'm not leaning more towards mo's argument but i'm saying like there are parallels here so when i came into this podcast i'm like there are two people but now i got two people i got two people but now i'm not so sure it's for it's for all of you to find out very cool Final thoughts, gentlemen, about this game. Did you like it? Did you did you not like it? Extremely worth the time and money that I spent on it. Highly recommended. Um, um, I, I just want to throw one fun fact before I give it. Did you know that the actress, the one who's in the, the game itself, the single person, she was actually the musician in a previously canceled game um, with the developer called Legacy of Kane Dead Son. Ah. Wow. It was canceled. Yeah, it was canceled, and then he liked like the way she acted and the way she kind of voiced things. So he's like, "Hey, do you want to be the actress for my new game I'm making?" Very cool. Jumped All the cool. leaks around that were very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, so Sam's uh, been on two canceled titles actually, oh. but that one looked very cool. Poor dude. Mm-hmm. That that Legacy Game game had two subtitles. Anyway, um, I would love to talk about to Sam about this game because like it's so cool. It's mm-hmm. so unique. And uh, like you've both said, like it is so worth the price of admission. And like if you're looking for a way this summer to get out of the hot sun and spend an afternoon, uh, you know, nestled next to your computer, I cannot recommend this game enough. Like it is such a cool afternoon time sink. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I'm same way with you guys. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, even though 100% after the game like crashed, not crashed, but I deleted all my saves. I was on the camp of I'm gonna go off. I'm going to completely like go nuts about this game and say this is the worst game ever. But having time afterwards, thinking about it, seeing, like putting pieces together, going back into the story, I it, it's it's really neat. I, it, it deserves all the awards it got. Um, really cool concept. Never played anything like it. The best part too, though, is just being able to talk to you guys about it and kind of going through piece by piece. Like I definitely see the other side. I still think my side's right, but at the same time, <laughs> it's fun. Like it was really cool. Like just seeing, like holy, yeah, I can kind of see that other way, but I can see the other way. And definitely, other people are gonna do that. You know what? I'm actually not to shamelessly plug, but 
our Discord server should be pretty wild after this release. I think uh, we'll have some nice chats on there um, on it. So if you're not following us, go to leftbehindgame.club, hit the Discord button, and follow us and join our Discord server so we can kind of get chatting and talk about her story and other games that are coming along. One of our uh, one of our great contributors, Hackam Hackam, he was the one that actually suggested that we use a pen and paper and I also use a pen and paper like you Mike and I totally recommend like great suggestion awesome suggestion there's a lot of really cool people offering a lot of really cool things in our discord not only do they have great suggestions for games to play uh, but they also find some really killer deals I know that it's been hurting my wallet a bit because they continue to to pummel me with fantastic bargains that it's just so hard to say no to especially after the steam summer sale and, uh, Mike, if people wanted to review this podcast and say, like, we like your discussion about video games, uh, where could they do that? Well, they can go to pretty much any platform that they listen to their podcast on. But we would highly recommend going to iTunes, loading up the Left Behind Game Club podcast. And what, what star rating would you, would you give? I think a five is, pre- is pretty fair for a quality piece of content like this. Uh, but if you disagree, you can send uh, your thoughts to us at questions at leftbehindgame.club. Uh, where we will have a black hole of email that Mo continuously checks and writes very personal responses to. So if you agree with Mo, if you disagree with Mo, if you want Mo to hear your thoughts, that's a very good way to get in touch with them. Mo, what are the other ways that people can get in touch with you? Um, well, we're available everywhere, guys. Uh, we have our Instagram channel, so that's at Left Behind Game Club. We also have a Twitter uh, account as well. That's at, uh, it's at Left Behind Club, I believe. Um, where you can kind of see what's going on. We post some contests. We post what's going on, some pictures about us recording. And we kind of have a lot of fun all in between. So give us a shout, guys, and let's see you in the Discord. Jacob, where can the people find you at? Uh, if they would like to find me on the internet, they can do so at Jacob McCourt, uh, primarily on Twitter, but I'm on every major social media platform as well. Mo, where can the people find you at? Uh, you can find me at M. Murtadi, and if you guys want to see us even more, we're also available on our website. That's leftbehindgame.club. And you can find me on almost all social places online at R-U-F-F-O-L-O-M uh, or the website michaelruffalo.com. And that, my friends, is one less game left behind. 